Hi, this is I Like Genius, recorded the week of September 18th, 2009. I'm your host, James Kennison, and today we have Mr. Mike Adair, co-creator and voice of Hallmark's Hoops and Yo-Yo, artist for Pee Wee Harris and Boys Life Magazine, flash animator, voice actor, paper crafter, creator of toys and other gadgets, the amazing, almost godlike uh, oh. Mike Adair. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh I just, my goodness! I, I I just want to get you in trouble with the creator. That's that's really all it is. No, I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder, wondering who this person is. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I uh, well, I, re- I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with me and the listeners uh, about creativity for a little while. Um, no problem. I I know that most of the time interviews start with questions uh, from from the interviewer to the interviewee, but I want you to ask me a question to start this one off this time. Yeah, ask ask me, how did you first learn about Mike Adair? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, how did you first find out about Mike Adair, Well, James? I was on the internet one day, <laughs> and I don't even remember where I was. Maybe it was Dig, maybe it was somewhere, and I bumped across a, an amazing Flash video called, <laughs> called David's New Snail. Ah, uh, yes. That was a couple years ago now, maybe. Um I'm not yeah, it's sh- been up a while. Yeah, and and it apparently made the rounds, and it was fairly popular, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, probably still is. But uh, for for the listeners that don't know about this man, you can find him at www.mikeadair.com, and that is A D A I R. And you can see that video. But tell tell us a little bit about that video, and um, since that was our first, my first uh, exposure to you, and how that came about, and tell folks that maybe have never seen it what it's about. Oh, okay. David's new snail. Basically, uh, I was uh, working in the new media department at Hallmark Cards, where we did all the e cards, and uh, they started talking about maybe doing some shorts and posting them online, and. Uh, Sort of more experimental things. They didn't. They weren't really cards. They didn't have to say happy birthday or I love you. And I thought, I wonder what I should do. And I had to do one. And the due date was coming up quickly. And it was sort of a panic thing. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll just uh, I'll interview my son and just see how it goes. And then maybe animate what he says because he he just has a great imagination. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice little voice. And and he. You know, he can get running on things very easily. So we sat down and I started asking him, I thought, well, what would be a great, you know, question? And it was like, what is your, what would be your best day ever? And I thought, oh, this will be some, you know, fantastical, you know, journey into some make-believe land. And it was basically, he was looking forward to the very next Sunday when he was going to get a replacement for his snail that had died at Walmart. And that was it, you know, and, and uh, he, I think there's very little editing. I think most of that is pretty much what he said. I sat down to animate it. I really, at the time, I didn't think much of it. I thought, I, I mean, I liked it, cause, and I thought, well, I'm pretty biased. I, I do like my son. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how, I didn't know if how people would react to it, but it got a great reaction. Just really proud of that piece. It's one of those things that I'll really treasure and look back at. As a really fun time with my son. How about how old was he? I'm guessing four and a half to five. Am I? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't really remember, but I think that's about right. Yeah. And I had used, I had done a lot of uh, work with my uh, my older daughter, and actually just finished uh, last year. I did a stop motion film with my my youngest daughter called Becca and the Bear, mm. and uh, she she's a voice in that as well. So all my kids. 
you know, I've been relying on them and uh, exploiting them for my own gain. Well, what other, so. yeah, what other purpose do they have besides, <laughs> besides yeah. costing you money and, and making your family yeah, you computer? So. They got to pull some weight here. So, <laughs> so um, t- tell us a little bit about Pee Wee Harris. T- tell the folks that don't know, I- I'm very familiar with the character and with Yeah, the you strip. said you were a scout. Yes, right? and, and a regular boy's life. I mean, I just, that was my only magazine. So tell, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I didn't grow up with scouting at all, but I have a friend in town who uh, used to work at Hallmark who does, I think he does nine pages a month for Boy's Life, and he said that um, they were looking for somebody to uh, illustrate the Pee Wee Harris strip, which had been a character in Boy's Life for, I think, and now it's been about 50, 60 years. Wow. And it's gone through about four or five different people. And I think, I don't know what the circumstances were, but they were looking for somebody to, to start illustrating it. I turned in some things and, and got the job, and this was this was about 12 years ago. Okay. And about, I think two years after that, I started writing the uh, writing it as well, because, uh, frankly, it was getting a lot of writing that was just, you know, suitable for two or three spreads and instead of one page, and I just... Well, you know, I, if I wrote it, I could just write things that I like to draw. So <laughs> it's worked out pretty good. It's, I've really enjoyed that work. They're really good, good people, good folks at uh, Boys Life. And, and guys, if you want to expose yourself to this without having to subscribe to the magazine, though I'm sure Boys Life would love for you too, uh, you can follow <laughs> his blog. Most of the time, he posts his scripts up or strips up there at mikeadair.blogspot.com. Tell us a little bit about Hoops and Yo-Yo. I mean, when I put this out on Facebook and Twitter that I was going to be interviewing Mike Adair, everybody's like, who? And then I said, the Hoops and Yo-Yo guy. They're like, OMG, (laughs) OMG. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about the characters and and, uh, all that good stuff, how they came about and how you came up with the idea and, and all that good stuff. Well, it's a it's a joint effort between uh, me and my friend Bob Holt. Bob Holt uh, originated the, the the look of the characters. He he brought in uh, kind of a crude version of uh, hoops, and we had done a lot of work together. He he always tagged me to do voice work for him, and uh, we always had this sort of arrangement that we did sort of impromptu, non scripted stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it seemed to work for uh, his animation with that sort of freshness always worked really well. So he had this little character and, and I just really liked it immediately. And he had sort of an attitude and, um, pretty soon Bob, Bob thought, you know, I'm going to introduce a second character because it's really fun when we interact together. And that's when Yo-Yo came along and Bob does the voice of Yo-Yo. It, that was, gosh, like 2004, I think was when we started it. It's just, it's really caught on. It's, uh, it's grown in popularity, and it's just really fun work to, to work on. We we record probably two or three times a week, mm. and it's always the highlight of my week because it's just it's just so fun. It's just really fun. <laughs> I was in Hallmark uh, this past weekend, actually at the Crown Center here in Kansas mm-hmm. City, and uh, saw a huge you know display, obviously in the Hallmark store. Uh, everything from coffee mugs that talk, you know, everything talks. Yeah, everything. Yeah, right. I, I even got a birthday card in October, in August, uh, from a friend, uh, hoops and yo-yo. My kids, uh, uh my kids, uh, killed a battery in it, like in two days, just opening and shutting it. 
But, but oh, cool. Now, it, 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 if you've been doing that for five years, how did how where were these characters originally before they were in Hallmark cards and 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 merchandise? Uh, well, they they got their start mainly on in e cards. Okay, and uh, I think that was uh, well. I'm pretty sure that's where their popularity grew because at the time all the e cards were free, mm-hmm. and their their rate of uh, people sending them and looking at and viewing them online was just astronomical. They just really hit a chord, and I mean, and, and nobody plans this. You just kind of like, whoa, okay, cool. You know, we were just kind of cracking ourselves up and and just being goofy, and it it, it kind of we the the main message we get constantly and to this day is that people go to the site or interact with the characters just because they're either going through some really bad crisis in their life or, or they've had a bad day and they just want to laugh. And, uh, so we've always tried to avoid, uh, you know, putting out the very special hoops and, uh, you know, getting, <laughs> getting too heady about it and, <laughs> and staying pretty, pretty light and stupid and, you know, which within the context of a corporation is sometimes a hard sell because, you know, people are having serious meetings about something really stupid. I mean, when you have a mug that says that you're going to have to pee, you know, <laughs> it's not always a good uh, meeting, you know, with the more buttoned down people. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. Now, uh, Dr. Quest, one of our listeners, has asked, uh, are you surprised at how big Hoops and Yo-Yo has gotten? Yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, when I hear from fans and, and the, the fact that they really, I mean, the reasoning why they like them, I'm not like, oh, that's cool, you know, okay, that helps me. But, yeah, in a way, you're really surprised because, you know, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, if, if you sat down to say that you were going to do this, I just don't I don't think it would happen. I think it almost has to happen by mistake or take you by surprise a little bit. So do you think the magic or the chemistry that the two characters have and the way it captures the imagination of the people, do you think it's based solely on your or primarily on your relationship with your co-creator there? Or what would you attribute that to that, that magic, if you would in quotes? Yeah, I, I would say that's a big part of it. Um, we always call it the perfect storm because, um, and it, this is going to sound very schmaltzy, but but Hallmark, you know, the, the Hallmark sensibility and warmth. Uh, we I've been at Hallmark almost twenty years. Bob's been there twenty five years, and it's kind of like, as much as we don't want to admit it, it kind of that sensibility comes through. Mm. And there is something to it. It's not just the the fuzzy bunnies and stuff. But you know, Hallmark has this weird magical warmth, and it I, it sounds really schmaltzy, but I think that comes out in these characters and. At the same time, there's a little edge and bite to them, mm-hmm. so it's kind of that met, that same traditional warm, fuzzy feeling delivered in sort of a little bit of a edgy package. So, so you guys are the Lilo and Stitch of Hallmark, then. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, what other projects are you involved with or working on that folks may or may not know about? Well, it's funny you mentioned the blog, and, and the Pee Wee stuff goes up on the blog because it's about the only thing I can post. Because <laughs> all the all the Hallmark stuff, they don't let you post, and it's either it hasn't come out yet, or they're just a little bit more protective of it. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm on a I'm on a. You mentioned paper mechanics, and I'm on a paper mechanic uh, project, which has been really fun because I haven't I haven't done that for a long time, and it's just sort of a different part of your brain that that gets to get a little exercise and. 
it's it's just a blast. It's it's really fun to come in and, and think through those. I'm going to bed thinking paper mechanics, which is really sick. It's pretty fun. Um, we came out with a uh, a Madagascar flash drive that you can put in your computer, and there was some animation on that that I worked on recently. Most of my time, I'm I'm doing hoops and yo-yo. On your blog, I've I've seen videos of uh, toys and things that you've made. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Tell tell um, that that blew my mind honestly because it you know people do video or they do animation or they draw. But then there's this mechanical side, obviously, where you must have a workshop or tools or, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's, yeah, that's fun. And I did, I did a lot of those before I had kids. I would say my kids were like the last uh, mechanical projects I made. (laughs) (laughs) I had help with that. But um, yeah, the mechanical toys are really fun. And I, I've done, uh, actually, there's one that uh, just kind of resurfaced with this paper project was a Hoops and Yo-Yo automaton that was made fully out of paper that's got me thinking about doing more of those just in paper but the wood ones are really fun because they're they're nice and clunky and you can get your get get your hands dirty and yeah those are fun they're kind of old i'd like to get back to doing more of those Mm -hmm. when did you first realize that maybe you had something in you that not many people had uh when when did you would you first say you you realized, hey, I'm I'm creative. I've got something in here that not everybody does. You know, when I was little, I I drew a lot. I used to make up characters, and I used to pretend I was characters. I I was just I watched cartoons all the time. My parents were really supportive, and whenever I'd show them something, they their reaction I think was what you know all artists in some way want an audience and they want a reaction. And my parents always had a great, you know, wow, you know, <laughs> this is great. And, and I always think back to that. And I think, I remember one specific time my dad came up, I was in my room drawing, and he, he said, I've been calling your name. What have you been doing? He was a little bit perturbed. And I said, oh, I've just been drawing. And, and he, he looked at me, he's like, this look, and he said, oh, keep keep doing that. Stop, don't stop doing that. And that was just that one little thing, you know, you never know what it's going to be that kind of tips the scales and I think that was it for me. I just thought, okay, this is a this is a genuine thing, you know, this is something that I should not stop doing. So That's amazing. But that kind of stuff backfires cuz then when you raise your kids, you're like, "Oh gosh, what random thing is either going to um, you know, is, is going to scar my child for life or inspire oh, I know. them?" <laughs> that could that could drive me crazy and, and I for me, I just I am just uh, I'm going to leave that to God cuz I like I <laughs> That's his department. I, I'm going to try my best, but uh, you, I know I screw up a lot. <laughs> now, do you find that that influence the parents' role played in, in your life? How does that influence the way you're nurturing talents in your own children? I don't know if I think about it. I, I think it's just we have a pretty close family. We we actually homeschool. So mm. it was uh, actually when we worked on this the stop motion film, it was, it was a uh, sabbatical I took from work uh, for six months. It was funny because I was working at home and I was actually intruding on what was going on here. (laughs) And I felt like, oh, this is kind of, you know, hallowed ground. I I need to be careful. Yeah, that to me, it was like, you know, sometimes artists have this idea that the ultimate thing would be to be sort of isolated on your own and alone with your creativity and your thoughts and you know, that's sort of the romantic version of it. But when I was home with the kids running around, I actually was the height of creativity for me because 
you know, everything ends up in what you do. I mean, you can't, if, if you shut yourself off, you don't have anything to draw from and literally and figuratively. So all that really just is great energy and great, you know, uh, emotion and all this stuff, just the good and the bad, it all comes out and right. it makes what it, it makes what you're doing actually, you know, worthwhile and real and a little more meaty than just thing that came from a vacuum. You know? <laughs> right, right. I, I, th- I believe our best creativity comes from an overflow or an overabundance of anything. You know, the, the moody yeah. people write sad songs when they're depressed and the happy people uh, <laughs> do their best work when they're overjoyed. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, I don't know if you, I, you know, I'm not saying it's a rule for everybody, but it was true for me. So, mm-hmm. what what type of people inspire you? Is there anyone that you just idolize, or that you pattern um, your work habits or your creativity behind? Who who would you say those folks I aspire to be? Oh, even there, if it's just a, a type of person. There's there's a few. I'm not thinking of there's specific faces that are popping in my head, but they're they're hallmarkers, mm-hmm. uh, and just, I've always admired these people, and I still am sort of tongue-tied in their presence, you know, because I just, <laughs> oh, there, there's some just incredibly talented people, and not just not just talented, but actually just, just quality people, you know, and um, I think of them as, just, I think of them the same way I did when I first met them, I just, I always put them sort of up there. And uh, their their work ethic and their, you know, just their personality and, and, and all that they pour into what they do. I have a lot of a lot of influences uh, creatively. Uh, you know, I grew up with a lot of comedy albums, and you know, I, I'm constantly listening to those the same people like Stan Freeberg and the Smothers Brothers and Bill Cosby and excellent and all that stuff. But um, and you know, Charles Schultz and Disney were were huge influences. Mm-hmm. as well what role if any does uh religion uh you'd, you'd mentioned family and and then friends play in your work oh it's huge um it can, i get like back to what i was saying I, I think it takes the pressure off because you i don't know it seems like it would be a huge responsibility not to acknowledge i don't know i guess if you're the be all and end all of your of your abilities then it that's a pretty big weight to carry around that I like not to carry around. And I agree. Um, I'm totally grateful and obliged to, to God. And I'm not saying that I've been totally just this total gift came from heaven. I, it sounds like I'm putting myself up there, but no, um, no. I think it's a, uh, I think he gave me a heart to do certain things. The, the thing that actually with hoops and yo-yo, the, the, even though it's not overtly, religious or spreading the gospel or anything like that. I think I think there's an element that shines through that is me and it makes me happy that people are responding to that. I don't know if it, if they're responding to it because they're, they're maybe they're behind it there's there's something there as far as faith, but uh, like I said before it all pours into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could be more overt about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that, in, at least in that venue venue I, I really can't. No, I appreciate that. I it's I I would say it like this, you know, if you believe in a creator, I believe he gives every good and perfect gift and you know, if you look at an artist whether they do sculpture, whether they do oil painting or watercolor, you're going to be able to tell they came from the same artist and uh 
And I think any kind of creativity with a, with a person with their head on straight, um, that's going to shine through because of the influence. So uh, I appreciate your comments on that. What advice would you have for some young knucklehead uh, cre- creative <laughs> person that, you know, because being a creative person, I, maybe my experience was different than some, but I, I find on the Internet I bump into a lot of young guys that were like I am or was. Uh, they've got all this stuff they want to do. They have either low self-esteem or they, mm. they're, in, they're, they're more intimidated by their idols than they are inspired by them. Um, oh. You know, what, what advice would you have for these young men and women? Because you got to admit, the Internet has exposed us all to so much more of this kind of stuff than, oh, than would right. usually be. So youth sure. of today, I think, are, are mostly overloaded with it. They see the yeah. end product of a perfectly produced, you know, music video or a piece of artwork that's been photoshopped all the heck. Um, mm-hmm. what, what would you say to these guys and gals that are out there with their pen and pad, uh, just hoping beyond hope that they're going to be able to do something big one day? Oh, that's that's a great um, observation because I thought of that too. Because I don't know. I mean, everyone is. I mean, maybe that's one thing. You're not alone. Everyone's intimidated, inspired. <laughs> even even professionals. You know, the one thing. I mean, this this really hit me. And this is pure advice because I am not. The, I am just what you said. I am intimidated by a lot of people. And when I when on the sabbatical, one of the things that I allowed for was a week of travel, and I went to, I call it the California Studio Crawl, <laughs> and I contacted a bunch of people. Some people, it was a cold contact, and I just explained what I was doing and just to see what the reaction was. But I set up, and this is, way, this is stepping way out for me, I set up a sort of dream trip down the coast, and I hit Pixar, I hit... Oh. Uh, Jamie Collieri, I don't know if you know him. He did uh, he does great paper animation stop motion for uh, United Airlines commercials and things. Okay, really neat guy. I went to uh, Screen Novelties, which does a lot of stop motion, um, and just you know, and I contacted all these people, and they all were so willing to meet with me. Not only that, but they were enthusiastic about meeting me, and I. It blew me away, and so my advice would be: find the people you really admire, and nine times out of ten, if you contact them, they are going to open up to you. And I got to tell you, I've been—you know—I've been at Walmart twenty years. I'm kind of a seasoned guy there. I was blown away. I was just so touched that they, you know, were willing to talk to me. Mm. And I just say, you know, take a chance. I, I know it's intimidating, and you think, oh, they're not going to care. They will. I mean, I just truly believe that if you make the time for them and, and you're respectful, they, they will they will talk to you and they will give you great insights. What part do you think humility plays in being a super creative person? Uh, you know, one thing I learned, a couple teachers ran, ran this poem for me when I was in college, but they said, just always be a student. Don't ever think you can not be a student and always be learning from other people. And I've always, you know, that's, that's a great way to be because you you'd never arrive. You just <laughs> just kind of keep taking it in, and uh, that's a great place to be. If you can always be learning, then you never feel like you're that old. You know, <laughs> always a student. It's true. When you stop growing, or they say the only time you stop growing is when you're dead. So, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good. 
(laughs) Let me ask you a few uh, what may seem to be nonsense questions, but just getting inside your head a little bit. What's the best movie you've seen in the past year? The best movie? Yeah. Oh, well, the one I want to see that I haven't seen is, what is it? My, My daughter's right here. Matt Blart? Paul Blart. Paul Blart's okay. Mall Cop. Yes, that was I want actually, to see that. That was actually really funny. <laughs> good. Okay, the best movie I've seen in the last year is by far Up. Ah, I have Pixar. not seen that yet, but I am a big Pixar fan. That. Oh my goodness. One of my stops, and we had met uh, Pete Docter. Uh, he came out to Marceline, Missouri for Disney, or a Toon Fest. It's Disney was a boy there for five years, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he came out to speak. It was just this weird, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And we found out, so a couple of us went out there and sort of stalked him and <laughs> struck up a friendship with him. And that's why I was able to go to Pixar and, and meet him. But he was working on Up at the time. And so we got to go in and on some of the dailies and look at stuff. and was like, whoa, you know. But even if I hadn't done that, it's it's just a wonderful film. Excellent. And, uh, just a great film. Well, what are what are some of your favorite movies of all time? I would have to put some of the Disney movies in. I think Jungle Book, as a boy, that really influenced me a lot. Hmm. Um, I'm a huge Raiders of the Lost Ark fan. <laughs> I'm looking up at my... Oh, my daughter would, would hate me if I didn't say Rope. I love oh. the movie Rope for some reason. <laughs> it's, the, it's one of the Alfred Hitchcock movies... Where the <laughs> it's terrible. These two guys kill somebody just to see oh, if they can get away with it. You know what's crazy is last last show I mentioned that movie by name as one of my all time favorites. Is uh, really it's amazing to me. The story's great and the the suspense, but the fact that they shot that thing in these four long takes is just yeah. blows my mind. It, yeah, it's, it's probably anybody looking at it think it's just a goofy kind of yeah. weird experiment. But I love that movie. I just. And when I'm working on freelance, I just pop it in and listen to it. That's, I do the I same thing with movies. That's great. <laughs> you, you can see them in your head. You don't even have to look at them. Um, yeah. What's the best book you've read lately? I saw, I'm just in the middle of that. It's a weird book. It's called uh, Hugo Cabre. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? It's like a for it's like a teen book. It's half drawn and half written. Hmm. Um, it's a kids book. Okay. Um, I read a lot of those myself, so. (laughs) (laughs) What did I read before that? I had a book called, it's a very short book called The Defense Never Rests, and uh, like Craig Parton, it's sort of his journey from uh, American evangelicalism to Lutheranism. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's very interesting. So So what does the future hold for, for Mr. Adair? You know, my big dream, I'd love to do a children's book. Oh, uh, before my youngest gets too too old, and I have a I have a couple ideas that I just well actually I have, you know like anybody I have a whole bag of ideas that I've just been sitting on. But as soon as I get some time, I really would like to pursue that. Excellent. Uh, so, what non swear word is coming out of your mouth when you hit your hand with a hammer? What not swear word? Oh, uh, my grandmother used to say criminy Dutch. I don't know what it means. But <laughs> as good as any. It's always there. It's ready. And it's kind of satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how can folks find you on the social networks, if, if at all? Oh, I have a Facebook uh, thing. I hardly ever go there. I'm a bad Facebook friend, but they can find me on Facebook if they want a bad Facebook friend. <laughs> <laughs> and 
that's about it. I don't. I I guess I'm on tweet Twitter, but but I don't go there either. So. Okay. But uh, you can find his website at www.mikeadair.com. And again, his blog is linkable from there, but it's uh, mikeadair.blogspot.com. You can see his animations. Uh, and, and there's several things that say coming soon. And they will be coming soon, eventually. Just just wait long Oh, enough. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to fill that puppet one up, Eileen. Yeah. yeah. Eileen's my lead puppet, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, so check out his stuff online. If you're unfamiliar with any of the things we've mentioned here, do that. And uh, Mr. Adair, thank you so much. This has been a great interview and a lot of fun, and, a, and, a, oh, thanks, and an honor to me personally. So, well, I really appreciate it, and I'm really enjoying. We, I'm new to your site and your podcast, but um, what I've seen and heard, it's just great. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, James. <laughs>